0: It's time to watch a movie you've never seen There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine But there'll be smiles and there'll be tears You won't watch another movie for about 800 years It's time for Death By video,
1: time for death, by video,
0: with Phil, and Kit, and Lillian, and Graham. Hey there. I'm Kit.
2: I'm, wait, line? Kit. Kit, (laughs) I'm
3: Kit. You're Kit, Kit. Oh, we're on air. I'm Phil.
1: I'm Lil.
0: Yes, she is back after her one week absence when she was very sorely missed. Um, And I'm Graham, and it's Death by Video! Death by
2: Video! Hey!
0: And we're back in the abandoned video (laughs) store, (laughs) south of Highway 9, north of Highway 7, uh, east of Markham, and west of Mississauga. I don't know how that's possible, but here we are. Um, and we are watching a personal favorite of mine tonight. We're watching A Better Tomorrow Part Two. Uh directed by John Woo, starring Chao Young Fat, um, uh Leslie Chung and uh what's the other guy's name? Uh John Graham, I know you've
2: explained mm-hmm. um, countless times why, why we're not watching yeah, I have, have it on better air, Tomorrow. though,
0: explaining. So A Better Tomorrow and A Better Tomorrow Part 2, they are both long out of print in North America. I was lucky enough in university to be able to snag A Better Tomorrow Part 2. I had a choice between Part 1 and Part 2, but I was a uh, broke uh, university student, so I chose Part 2 because I liked it better at the time. And I still kind of like it better. Um there we're going
1: Can I just interrupt It says right here that it's considered by many fans to be superior to the original A Better World Tomorrow is the award-winning action masterpiece whose final epic gun battle is one of the most awesome sequences of Ooh. John Woo's entire career. when did it uh,
0: when was it released? 1987. Ah. So um it was actually made very quickly because uh should I just go through the trivia first before we get into what we've seen in the last week and we do a little catch up? yeah. Or yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right so I did, I did like there's actually like some good, interesting trivia on this film and some sad trivia. Um, so, Better Tomorrow Part Two released in 1987. It was directed by John Woo and produced by Soy Hark or Hark Soy rather. Um, and they did it very soon after the first a Better Tomorrow. How soon? Well, a Better, a Better Tomorrow One came out on August 2nd, 1986, and a Better Tomorrow Two came out on December 17th, 1987, only 15 and a half months later. Um, so a quick recap, cause I don't think, no one here has seen a better tomorrow one, right? I don't
4: think
2: so.
0: No, no. Phil's shaking his head no. as well. Okay. He's got a mouth full of donut, though, so he can't <gasps> say anything. So I'm gonna try and keep this, uh,
1: <laughs> keep but this... not a beard full.
0: <laughs> not yet. Not yet.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm letting my beard get a little, uh, little...
1: Donut collector?
0: No, I was gonna say a little bit more, more thicker, but it could be collector. Like, I actually had a powdered one earlier. And it looked like I just did cocaine and missed horribly. You <laughs> <laughs> got like a Tony Montana look. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like Tony Montana, who was I drunk think beforehand.
1: That's why people order jelly donuts besides the fact that they're yummy?
0: Mm-hmm. I know they're getting Our harder and harder to find. Yeah. I know they're awesome. The powdered sugar high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're eating donuts tonight because I uh, I needed a break from those uh, from the chips and popcorn that we normally eat on the podcast. So I figured we'd healthy it up and get some yeah, get Graham, some
2: donuts. Graham went to the health food store and got us some donuts.
0: Yeah. Some, how how was that chocolate fritter, by the way? It was delicious.
1: Oh my gosh, is that what that is?
0: Yeah, it's a chocolate, chocolate fritter.
1: fritter.
3: It's awesome. It is so rich and decadent.
1: I'm giving the chocolate fritter on the very right bedroom eye, so please don't touch that one. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Even point at it,
0: kid. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is what we missed last. Like last <laughs> month, last week, we had a really great movie, but we didn't have Lil. So it like, I think our last. Oh, ep- you would have
2: liked it, Lil. It was, oh, a good it was so one. good.
0: I-
1: I, I was so crushed to have missed it, and that uh... was the
0: Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Worth it. Whoo, 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 whoo. <laughs> it's hot, hot, hot.
3: That's
0: a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought you were like mispronouncing hut hut hut. Um, yeah, no. Unfortunately, Lil, we missed Lil last week, and uh, but you can watch that movie anytime you want. Oh yeah. And you should. Uh,
1: Oh, I should. I should, and I want to, and I can't wait to tune in.
2: It, it could
0: be the best movie we've, we've watched on here.
1: Do you have it, uh, is it in the bookstore? Okay. Book yeah,
0: bookstore? the, the, yes, Book it's store. in the, it's in the old abandoned store. video store. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, to quickly recap about Tomorrow Part 1, the film focuses on the character of Song Se-ho, played by Tai Lung, who is a Triad member. Essentially, uh, he's a part of the Hong Kong mafia. He's very close to his younger brother, Kit, hey. hey!
1: No way!
0: Yes, there is a kit
2: in the battery tomorrow, is a kit. and a did good things happen to this uh, this younger brother, Kit. I'm hoping good things. Yes, Just no, and no. no conflict whatsoever. But, by
1: the way, there's one other Kit um, that I kind of see also. I know, I know, there's another one, but the other Kit for me is Christopher Robin for some reason.
2: Well, they never called him Kit Robin.
1: I know, though. but, but he's I don't a, know. He's a
0: Kit.
4: Yeah.
2: Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. In, well, I yeah. used to get called Christopher Robin as well in, in grade school. Wow. Kids thought that was funny. That and was
0: really unoriginal. Christopher well, Robin? Well, for the most
2: part, because Tailspin was on the air, it was mostly Kit Cloud Kicker.
0: Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> A- hale oh, which is like Christopher it, right? like Christopher Columbus, uh- yeah, Christopher yeah. like Walken,
1: Christopher Lambert for Christ's sake, or Not- then like like
2: I remember one kid in high school he tried to hey, you related to the car man like kit the car from Night Rider I'm like what because we share a first name that's the dumbest thing I've ever even heard of right.
0: what did kid stand heard- for it
1: <laughs> you've heard it all I'm sure it's
0: the Night Industries 2000 Graham. yeah um. I never saw that show, but I saw one of the TV movies. I think like Night Rider 2000 or something, which was a terrible like follow-up movie. Not very good. Um, the
3: theme song was so ubiquitously mm-hmm. sampled in hip-hop songs in like the late 90s. The
0: the,
2: the remix of Buster Rhymes' "Fire It Up" is yeah, the that's uh, exactly what I was mm-hmm. thinking most notable one.
0: Or
3: how many licks by Lil Kim?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, back to the movie. So Kit is played by the late Leslie uh, Chung, who. Uh, uh, after, just after A Better Tomorrow Part 2 and a Better Tomorrow Part 1, he became a, the, uh, Kanto Pop singing sensation. He was actually considered one of the, um, the founding fathers of Kanto Pop. And he actually sings the theme song to A Better Tomorrow 1 and 2. Um, now the character of Kit is studying to join the police force, but he has no idea of his brother's secret life as a gangster. So Seho, um, is intending to go straight after one last, um... You know just one last job so that he doesn't compromise his brother's ascent into the police force
1: okay when you were describing the plot like my jaw dropped that he doesn't know that his brother's involved in the gang and i looked over at phil and his jaw dropped too and i just knew that in the movie it's gonna be like not even an eyelash bat they're gonna be like ah. Oh involved in a gang fuck i gotta take care of this
0: actually no it's way more than that and that's that's in the first movie so in the first movie like he actually so on this last uh uh, last job they're going off to meet up with some taiwanese gangsters everything goes smoothly on the last job it goes horribly wrong many people die and seho is arrested and he basically doesn't say anything his brother calls him a dirty thief and also his brother now even though he can still enter the police force he can only rise so far in the rankings I know. Lil's, Lil's, Lil's admiring our, our new sign here at the at the video marquee, store. Yeah.
1: I got chills, man. I got chills.
0: The marquee look is yeah. it's just pimping. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, it's a great
1: uh, day to be alive, folks.
0: Exactly. So Better Se-
1: tomorrow. Yeah, yeah better <laughs> tomorrow,
0: tomorrow, too. too. Uh, so Seho's best friend in the gang is Mark Gore, played by Chow Young Fat. Um, now, uh, Seho goes to jail and... Uh, Mark goes to get revenge against the gangsters and this is the scene that really made the first film which is a scene of him pretending he's drunk walking into a restaurant with a woman on his arm and they're kind of like drunkenly like laughing and falling all over each other and as he's doing this he's secretly planting guns in the potted plants in the hallway of this restaurant so he gets to the restaurant throws the girl out of the way and the restaurants full of the Taiwanese gangsters that screw them over and sent say to jail he winds up engaging in an epic gun battle kills all the gangsters it's very very like I I hate real-life violence but this violence is awesome and he winds up getting crippled in the in the uh, the incident so it's years later Seiho gets out of jail his brother is a full-fledged police officer working for the of course triad unit and uh, mark is now crippled and working as a errand boy for his formal former triad bosses Seho tries to go straight by uh, by becoming a taxi driver, but unfortunately, the um, the triad realizes, hey, your younger brother is a police officer. We can use him as a mole in the police force. He realizes that his younger brother will never truly ever be free of his horrible influence unless he does something to, to get rid of these gangsters once and for all. So him and Mark, even though crippled, team up to take down the gangsters. They engage in an epic gun battle it's very violent, very ballaic, actually. Mark is actually killed, and you might say, hey, how can in Fact be in the sequel if uh, if he gets killed off in the first movie? We'll find out. Um, I'm guessing he wasn't actually killed. Oh, he was. Oh. It's way more convoluted. So he has
2: a secret twin brother. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Oh,
3: my God.
2: Yeah. I like it when it's like a, uh, a cousin who looks just like <laughs> him.
1: Wait, so there's
2: but twin brother oh
1: he's right. got a twin and this other one is just a brother like it's I'm
0: no 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 yeah like this this guy no sorry it's different families brothers. yeah sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. No.
1: they're just brothers
0: and the, the twin is
2: never brought up in the first film I'm assuming not, at, not at all in okay. not well, in the least
1: wow so he thought he was in the dark but he didn't know how much in that's such a, that's such a the dark. soap
3: opera move I know and this I love this, it, I these, love it.
0: These, yeah. these films do get very uh, uh, Chinese soap opera-y and which is awesome in a way too, because they get these this really melodramatic, like moody music throughout the whole yeah, time. Yeah,
1: it says in the back here that it's also um, it's a return to in the jaw dropping, heart stopping sequel to the breakthrough gangster drama that changed action movies forever.
0: And it did. It actually, a Better Tomorrow Part One broke all box office records in Hong Kong up until that time. Um, so, anyways, at the end of the film mark is killed and luckily enough kit shows up to save his brother realizing that blood is thicker than water
1: was he wearing a blue hat too when he did that
0: he's wearing a blue police uniform (laughs) um so (laughs) because
1: that's why it's blue symbolizing
0: our kit is wearing a blue hat as well right now um only because my hair is like shit right now so then after finally defeating the gangsters Uh, Saiho, like Kit tells Saiho to run, but Saiho takes Kit's handcuffs and handcuffs himself, saying, No, I have to go to jail. I'll plead guilty to all the charges. And in doing so, he provides his brother with a better tomorrow.
3: What? (gasps) And now,
0: a bit of background on the film. So, this trivia is pretty interesting. Um, in A Better Tomorrow Part 1, it was a massive success. The sequel was rushed into production. The producer, Hark Soy, or Soy Hark, depending on what uh, when you read his name, because his name was Soy Hark, then it flipped to Hark Soy. Long story short, he's best known for the Once Upon a Time in China series starring Jet Li. Um, and he actually directed the Once Upon a Time in China and America sequel, which actually featured a young Christabel from the uh, Twin Peaks uh, recent Return series.
3: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Dale Winch's new... Uh,
0: yes, where she played a Native American defense. princess despite being very Italian. Oh, right, right, right.
2: She was um, Agent... face, Tammy. Tammy
0: Preston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, they basically rushed it into production. Uh, John Woo's original cut of the film came in at 160 minutes. The final version is 104 minutes, so along the way, 56 minutes was cut out of the film. Uh, This was accomplished by... So Soy would sneak into the editing room and secretly cut scenes without telling John Woo. And then John Woo would sneak back in and secretly reinsert them without telling anyone either. So Wait, there, so if they weren't telling each other about these things, couldn't <laughs> they put the same scene Hark- in twice? Soy <laughs> would run in and cut the scene out and then John Woo would go in, see it's missing and put it back in. So th- there were actually three official editors on this and they were baffled by these scenes like mysteriously disappearing and then reappearing. It got so bad that the studio actually sent the film to the Cinema City editing unit which is was their like corporate editing facility police. and editing pretty much the editing police so basically John Woo and uh, Harksoy agreed we'll just give it off to them so they sent them the film and the first time that John Woo and Harksoy saw the film was actually at the premiere so John Woo kind of disowned it for a long time. I think he's kind of come back around on it because it's. So
1: they didn't have final decision on the. Uh...
0: They actually did that. Was, that was the problem is that Hark and John Woo actually had equal power over final cut, which caused like, which means there would have never been a release version because they would have been fighting back and forth constantly over it. Oh. Yeah. So, um, and here's the thing: even though together they outlined a plot for a third, a better Tomorrow film. Uh, John Woo was so frustrated working with Hark-Soy that he never worked with him again. Hark-Soy went up up to direct his version of A Better Tomorrow Part 3, which was a prequel set in Vietnam, and then years later, John Woo would would adapt his original idea for A Better Tomorrow Part 3, also set in Vietnam uh, during the 70s, uh, and that was the film Bullet in the Head, which is an extremely serious meditation on violence and American intervention in uh, Asian politics. Um... So in our tiger, also on- a great Rage Against Machine song. Yeah, and it was inspired by the film.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, sorry, there's a lot of good stuff on this one. I'll just I'll just plow through this as quick as I can. So in, t- in our Tiger on the Beat episode.
1: Sorry, what year did that come out?
0: Uh, better uh, bullet in the head. Oh, I think that was '91 or '92 because it came out right after it. Basically, John Woo made a Better Tomorrow Part Two, The Killer. Uh, hard-boiled, and then, a, and then bullet in the head, and then after that, he took a break and made the comedy Once a Thief, because he was kind of burnt out doing this heavy action stuff, so he what did
1: one... Once a Thief, so rings a bell.
0: It was remade into a Canadian TV series in the 90s.
2: Oh, that's why it rings a bell. Yeah, it was nice. called oh, John yeah. Woo's
0: Once a Thief, and John Woo actually directed the pilot, which featured a Canadian uh, Asian actress whose name escapes me, and I think Murdoch from Murdoch Mysteries is in it as well and someone else
1: Yanni from
0: yeah Yanni hmm. um what, Yanni the the no,
1: classical no no no, no. A yeah. I Classic. know him as Jack from FBI
0: Sue Thomas FBI Sue Thomas EYE FBI. yeah Because she's an FBI agent and she's deaf, and for some reason—oh,
2: I forgot about that. For some reason, (laughs)
0: the entire series is is clearly Toronto, but set in the states.
2: I I remember like uh, one episode that I happened to watch because it would—it was a weird syndicated show that would appear at like six in the morning if you were still up Um, or getting up early to go to work. And they were the FBI agents were like, "Oh, the jet's headed to Toronto." It's like no FBI agent refers to
0: Toronto as Toronto. It's Toronto.
1: Unless they're
0: from Toronto. Exactly. Correct.
1: Which yeah. they are.
3: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> good.
1: yeah.
0: So in our Tiger on the Beat episode, we discussed the career of Chai Young-Fat. So this time I want to talk about Leslie Chung, who plays Kit. He was a huge star in Asia. I think he as a... you,
1: you, goddammit.
3: It, maybe God. it was. I'm like, yeah, why are you, you were that? played by what? Leslie Chung. Maybe
2: I'm being played by Leslie Chung right now.
0: Wow. No, things get... No, no. <laughs> um... So he was a huge star in Asia As a singer and an actor I'm just going to run through his awards quickly He won 14 RTHK Top 10 Gold Song Awards 15 Jade Solid Gold Beat 10 Music Awards 3 Ultimate Song Chart Awards 2 Metro Radio Hit Awards The Award for Asia's Biggest Superstar at the MTV China Awards and Best Male Singer at the Chinese Pop Music Media Awards We never get these singer-slash-actors mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Justin Timberlake qualifies But
3: not, not,
2: not to the same degree He's not a at good all. actor, though I guess the equivalent yep.
3: cool in France would be like Yves Montan. Yeah, possibly
2: I don't even know who that is
1: Me neither You do <laughs> Yves Montan?
3: Well, you've seen movies with Yves Montand probably.
2: Is is this oh, starring uh, alongside Gerard Depardieu?
3: Nah, they probably crossed paths at some point. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. many
2: French
0: actors. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, he also won the Best Actor Award at the Hong Kong Film Awards in 1991 for Wong, Wong Kar-wai's uh, Days of Being Wild. He also won the Best Actor uh, from the Hong Kong Critics Association, Critics Society in 1994 for Ashes of Time. That same year, he also won the Best Actor from the Japanese Film Critics Association for a different film, Farewell, My Concubine. Um, his, nomi- his nominations for awards are actually in the 100s, so I can't list them all because oh. he's got... Oh, holy he- yeah, he, he, he got a lot of praise. What he is best known for, though, is being the first openly gay star in Asia. What? He came out at a concert in 1997, live on stage. However, Asian society wasn't exactly that progressive at the time, and he eventually backtracked and said he was really bisexual and had more uh, romantic relationships with women than men. Uh, most Asian cultural studies historians and biographers of him say this was false and was said at the request of his record label to not alienate his female fan base. At the end of his career, he presented himself as mostly being androgynous and uh, actually had a uh, deal with Jean Paul Gaultier to design four separate He's looks.
1: Like a Chinese Valentino.
0: To a degree, yes. Um,
1: but not as I mean, there's only one Valentino.
0: Yeah. 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 But uh, in 2002, he was diagnosed with clinical depression. This was kept secret from his fans and from the media and public. And then on April 1st, 2003, he jumped from the 24th floor of the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Hong Kong, killing himself at the age of 46. Even though this was during the height of the SARS outbreak, when the World Health Organization uh, said people should not travel to Hong Kong, his funeral was publicly attended by over one million people. Wow. Wow. So this this film has a sad ending but Leslie Chung broke a lot of barriers in his life and is fantastic in this film and as a singer like I legitimately enjoy his songs like they might be perceived as being cheesy but they are sung with a lot of heart and passion. Um and he is he's Anyone
1: um sorry uh, who does he play in this film? He plays the brother. He plays Mark? Kit. Oh, he plays Kit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I was like, what? Kit can dance?" <laughs>
0: I can't by the way for the record yeah so sorry sorry to bring the mood down uh, but I just feel you can't really discuss a Leslie Chung movie without getting into his backstory because he was such a progressive character and in the end uh, lost his battle with depression Um, um. that is too bad yeah yes
2: this is our uh, our our second film Mm -hmm. in a row that has a strong Wu-Tang Clan um, connection yes connection because they, they had a song on Wu-Tang Forever called A Better Tomorrow, Tomorrow, which is kind of a, a nice... Mm-hmm. It's one of the lighter songs on the uh, the record. It's kind of like, so you oh... you haven't
0: listened to our Tiger and the Beat episode yet, have you? Because I dropped uh, one of the needle drops and it is A Better Tomorrow by the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, but you should have saved it for this episode. Oh, don't worry. We're going to... Like, I basically realized... The I have w- not yet. I there's haven't had a so chance. many Wu Tang Clan songs that couldn't go over all these episodes, so don't worry. We'll, be, we'll I, be dropping references. I
2: did a little bit of research for the mm-hmm. film on uh, the way here. Oh. I listened to the Wu Tang Clan album, mm-hmm. A Better Tomorrow, which was um, they're basically their 20th anniversary. It was released in 2013, and they were like, you know, we're getting the band back together. There's nine of them, so it's kind of hard to do. And none like only half of them like each other. Um, and is
1: it based on this film?
2: Not well, not really. The elements, it's, or well, I don't know. The album that I've been listening to on my way here is a mess. <laughs> um, if you were a big fan of I don't know um, Eight Diagrams, maybe this uh, Wu Tang Clan album still wouldn't please you. It's actually worse than that one. Really, I think if you're- if we're ranking Wu-Tang Clan albums. Probably, yeah. It's probably it, towards it goes, the lower Well, echelon. it goes 36 Chambers, yeah. Wu-Tang Forever, the W, kind of a Where does Liquid Swords fall? I'm not a, a well, huge wu Well, that's-, w- that's a, just a solo album, so I'm just talking about Wu-Tang okay. Clan okay. albums. Okay. So then, it, it basically goes in order. They've gotten worse and worse.
3: Yeah, so like uh, maybe like the Martin Sh- one that Martin Scorsese owns is probably the worst one.
2: Never heard it, of course. None, none, none of us had. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Cher is on it and stuff. But,
0: <gasps> um...
1: hey, shout out to Cher, right? Me and her are like best buds in, in another parallel universe or something.
0: I believe it. Oh yeah, and I believe in life after love.
1: Do you believe <laughs> <laughs> in life after love?
0: It's the I... second reference to that. Love
1: after love. To,
0: to that song in this podcast,
3: the birth of AutoTune
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: really it was. was yeah oh, man. a groundbreaking
3: <gasps> single.
1: <gasps> when I first heard it, I was like, I was like nails on a chalkboard. I hate it, but it's Cher, and like
0: it's lasted. God
1: damn it, Cher, I love you. So.
0: It's amazing how that was kind of considered her like comeback song, and that was 20 years ago now. She was She was also, she, was also uh, she had a big single off the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. I, know. Which I remember. I got yes, you, babe, with, re- with yeah. Butthead. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: AKA, I've Got You, Butthead.
1: Oh, I saw that in the theaters. I Remember like,
3: the, like, the pre uh, Do song America? Enter, Do uh, and to
1: America?
0: <laughs> yeah, where they were like, we need a chick with
3: it butt chats, tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. As a nod to the Turn Back Time video. video yeah, 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 that's
0: right. It's amazing how there was this meme that I saw Criticizing like all oh, these millennial singers They just wear nothing and sing on stage And then they showed a photo share from uh, Turn Back Time and it's like yeah Nothing like the Baby Boomers did
1: I know it's ridiculous that shit Yeah she's wearing like a th- uh, A floss or like A
0: thong a onesie She's wearing a thong Whether with mesh With a body With uh, a body A body suit I guess you would call it
1: yeah like she found leather floss and just kind of wound it around and threw on a leather jacket basically and some tights and some heels and away we go
0: and then you can turn back time
1: guys can we get back to the glory of tonight like a better tomorrow too well,
0: well
2: let's get to our, our ongoing segment what have we all watched recently that's been good yes oh uh,
1: oh oh, oh. Um, I watched Ingrid Goes West Oh, nice. I just
0: saw it popped up on Netflix. Yeah, what did you think?
1: I, I I liked it.
0: Yeah, I really want to watch it. That might be a okay. watch for me later on tonight since I'm... Not, oh, crap. No, I'm being interviewed tomorrow morning. Uh, oh,
1: you're being interviewed tomorrow. That chick... Tomorrow. I don't remember the, the main actress's Aubrey name. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Uh, I first saw her in this movie called Time Travel or something.
0: Have you guys oh, she, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed?
1: <laughs> yeah. No,
0: or is it Seeking a Friend for the End of the World? No, Safety, it's safety it's Not it's Guaranteed. Safety
1: Not Guaranteed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it involved time travel. It was neat, mm. and I was like oh this chick's kind of neat and when you first Phil you mentioned a few weeks ago that you watched Anger Goes West I thought it was like some like wedding crasher type
0: movie
1: <laughs> thing Be- is this, she in one
0: She's of She's in one? Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates
1: Yeah, that's correct yeah with okay. um that whole time I thought that's the movie you were talking about and you said you didn't really like the ending to it so much
5: yes yeah, yeah.
1: um anyway I I that it was on netflix and i was like yeah i want to check this out and uh i i liked it
0: yeah i liked it too yeah i really want to see is, it
1: it's it's crazy this world that we live in and it's just a kind of reminder and it's also a reminder about the issues people go people issues people have and yeah it's neat i would recommend it
0: yeah i really want to see it i've taken a beating on the internet in the last week so i'm kind of interested to take a look at it i'm not going to get into it here though because that's not what this podcast is about a Um,
1: beating about this movie
0: no other stuff no other stuff no kit we're not talking about it what save it for our political podcast
4: what's the beating
2: about are we
0: starting a political podcast yeah it's called blue hats for all or something i don't know (laughs) um anyways long story short uh what else have you seen Mm. But speaking of Audrey Plaza, she was actually in the first episode of the second season of the TV show Easy. Normally, I don't talk about TV shows on this on this show, but I I'm a fan of Joe Swanberg, and I totally didn't know he had a show on Netflix because Netflix doesn't promote their stuff at all. So he actually has two seasons of the show called Easy each.
1: Yeah, I've seen it on, on I've seen it on Netflix, I haven't watched it yet. It's really good.
0: Um, and she's in it and she plays such like it's so interesting because Joe Swanberg gets actors to totally show themselves as being real people like um, celebrities are just like us I know right
1: Uh, Graham do you know that they put one foot uh, they put their pants on one leg at a time I hope I'm not crushing your
0: world no 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 I know I know it's just I've heard celebrities put their pants on three legs at a time
1: (laughs) they slide in Yeah.
0: yeah they get dropped in from a helicopter. <laughs> I might edit this part out, but no. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I really dug the show easy. I, I never binge-watched TV shows, but I killed all 16 episodes. Ooh. They're only half an hour long. to yeah,
1: check it out. And
0: every episode is a different story in the city of Chicago, and it's great. And that leads <laughs> to me to the next thing I watched, which was the Joe Swanberg film, Win It All, starring uh, Jake Johnson, is his name, the guy from New Girl, and uh, Joe Trulio. It's really good. It's a, It's kind of a... Uh, it's about a guy Wildfire? who's rec- Wildfire?
1: Hmm? Wildfire Trulio.
0: Uh, no, no, he he was in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Joe LaTrulio. not Danny yeah, Joe Trejo. Joe
3: Trulio, yeah. Oh, he's in Wildfire.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, who's the guy who's got tattoos on his? Oh, body?
0: that's Danny Trejo.
1: Trejo.
3: <laughs> no, Joe Trulio is nothing like no, Danny
1: no, no, Trejo. No, okay. Not
2: Joe LaTrulio, yeah. He was in Superbad, if you watched that. Yeah,
1: Superbad. Yeah. He was in
3: What Hot American Summer. He uh, was on The State. Stella. Well, I'm
1: sure I know who he is. Like, okay, sorry,
3: trying to keep you on,
0: on microphone. Um, so yeah, so it's it's really good. And then I and uh, Joe Lo Truglio is also in Easy. Um, in that episode with Audrey Plaza, and. Um, but yeah, when it all is great. It's the story of a guy who's a gambling addict who is given a bag to watch for six months while some guy's in jail, and he looks in the bag, which he's not supposed to do, and oh my God, there's all this money, and then he winds up losing twenty thousand dollars, and you think like, man, he's got to like do something crazy to get the money back, and then he winds up just getting his life together. Like he gets a job, he, you know, starts dating a girl regularly. He actually like pulls his life together. But then all of a sudden he gets a phone call hey man I'm getting out early I'm gonna be out in a week and he's like oh no what do I have to do to get this money back because this is a dangerous dude
1: it's great yes yes you seen it yes this gangster gives him a bag of money to hold for a little while because he's going in the slammer mm-hmm. yes I've seen this
0: it's wow. good it's really good it's shot on 16 millimeter film in Chicago in Joe Swanberg's house like all of his things because I know, I realize now. And no,
1: then he gets out earlier than he expected, and he has to come. He kind of spent the money along the way, and he has to come up with that money before. Yeah. Before
0: yeah. It's it's a good movie. I really yeah, recommend yeah. it. Sorry. Uh, what else? What else have you seen, Lil?
1: As you can see, I've seen a lot more than I'm uh, being forthcoming about. Uh,
2: it's hard to remember yeah, all the yeah things you see.
3: That's
0: why I write them down. Yes.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, what have you guys seen?
3: Phil, I go for it. I haven't watched any movies since uh, Shogun Assassin. Oh, really? Too I've, much I, TV. But, but I've, made a, I've made a pretty dent in uh, Black Mirror. I only have uh, two and a quarter episodes to go before I'm fully up to date on uh, all four seasons of Black Mirror. Kit?
2: Yeah, I got to catch up on that show. I
1: think I've only seen one season.
2: I, mm. I haven't watched anything since Shogun Assassin either. I got... Uh, I started watching Mr. Show, which I never really caught. It mm-hmm. was um, it was an HBO show in the 90s, um, and it was a little too uh, the subject matter was a little too much love your like, head at the time yeah, well, sweary as well and stuff like that but of course everybody knows bob odenkirk and david cross but what surprises me about watching the show is all the other like people of that era that are kind of appear on it like jack black is in a few episodes mm-hmm. sarah silverman there's katherine hahn there's brian Posehn and a bunch of episodes it's like wow cool
0: and yeah it's a funny show okay since shogun assassin i've seen uh what have i seen movie wise not that many um, I saw I win it all as I said I saw Dead or Alive the Takashi Mikai film because after watching Itchy the Killer before, um, before Shogun Assassin I went out and watched Itchy the Killer at the Lightbox which you weren't here to hear me talk about that little. that's a movie that I don't recommend to anyone and like right. when I when I was going I'm just like I'm going by myself
1: I think it's on Netflix isn't
0: it? It is but it's the censored version which you should not watch because the censored version makes it almost glorify violence whereas the uncensored version it's nothing's being glorified in that one
1: You
0: didn't like it? No no I like is a weird word when it comes to the works of Takashi Miyakai out of out of everyone here only me and Phil have seen the works of some of the works of Takashi Miyakai his stuff is very extreme and sadistic is a a, a convenient
3: adjective (laughs) I would use Um, would
0: um
1: but does it serve the purpose I think
0: so, because even he... So he filmed the special introduction for the for the screening, Meikai, all the way in Japan, and said, like, I hope you all can make it to the end of this horrible movie. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know what he means by it, but he also has a weird sense of humor, which I didn't pick up on when I was younger. So when I watched the film, for instance, all the violence towards women in the film is portrayed realistically and seriously and you feel every single awful hit of it. Whereas violence towards men is almost like a cartoon like guys and semen goes flying and blood hits the wall at weird angles and you see like intestines just go flying out a window.
1: Like faker, less authentic.
0: Very slapstick, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Phil?
3: Uh I, I just threw out the adjective sadistic. And yeah, that's very true.
0: So, yeah, so I saw Win It All, and then I saw the Larry Cohen film Ambulance, which was awesome, starring Eric Roberts and that guy that plays Victor on Days of Our Lives as the bad guy. Nice, Victor that, Newman. Oh, my God, that movie is so good. I don't know why no one knows it. We're going to watch it on a future I lo- episode. I love
3: it, Larry Cohen.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's, it's great.
0: What else has he done? Oh, well, Cue the Winged serpent, serpent, which is one of my favorite. God Told God's, Me to Kill. Um... um
3: there's a really good one Original called Original
0: Gangsters, Bone, yep.
3: Uh he I haven't seen either, but he's directed Black Caesar, yep. Hell Up in Harlem. He
0: uh, wrote the first draft of Maniac
3: Cop. Yep. Um he directed the stuff. The stuff. Yeah. The movie I've been always meaning to watch. Mm. It's a the it's a live trilogy. Yeah. He's
0: he's also ghostwritten and written a lot of stuff for Hollywood that he never got credited for. I think didn't he do Race with the Devil? I don't know. Or did he do a secret ghost write of that? I feel it was a ghost right but anyways um, yeah no ambulance it's awesome it's about this this guy that like tries to pick up a woman on the street back in the 80s when that was cool and um, no one got my little joke there no Mm -hmm. okay yeah, yeah, you, gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you hmm. got I got to I got to Yeah,
1: yeah, we got it, Graham. Yeah, like,
0: back yeah. when that was cool. Um, and but the thing is, she actually suffers. Uh, I'm still lost. She has. She suffers like a diabetic, like shock, and an ambulance comes to pick her up. But it's not a New York City ambulance. It's in New York City, and he he has, spends like the maniac film paramedic, kind of not really. Okay. He <laughs> spends the entire time trying to track it down, and it leads to all these twists and turns, and just so much awesomeness in it and I just it's just such a great film and the best thing ever is Stan Lee is in the film as Stan Lee because the main character played by Eric Roberts is an artist who works at Marvel Comics and when they go to the Marvel Comics office it's all the actual artists like there's John Romita Sr. there's John Romita Jr. there's uh, Sal Bushima there's like all these like great Marvel artists and you know stan is like busting eric roberts chops like man i gave you a star star man or star lord or something like this new comic to do and you're just you're dropping the ball man you got to sort your head out you got to get this girl out of your system you just got her name wrong that's why you can't find her and it's just great to see like stan lee actually playing a character who is stan lee anyways that's what's my little so, i guess
3: this is before mall rats
0: yeah before mall rats um so yeah so that's what i've seen so, with that being said, is there anything else in anyone's minds before we jump into this wonderful cinematic odyssey of bloodshed and violence?
2: I think Phil has an RIP.
3: Yes, RIP to mm-hmm. uh, character, noted character actor Reg E. Kathy. Yeah. Who uh, is well known as playing uh, Tommy Carcetti campaign manager mm-hmm. Norman Wilson on The Wire. Mm-hmm. He was also in the late See the guy that said Oz. she... No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't he does impersonate Clay Davis at some point, right? Right. right. Which, sorry, sorry, which
2: you sorry, should sorry, point sorry. in right here. His impersonation of Clay Davis is really
0: good. Is that Davis. from that movie Cedar
3: Rapids? Clay Davis wasn't Cedar Rapids, but before. Oh, sorry, the, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Sorry, yeah. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is the actor's name. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, the interesting thing about like the whole like shit thing, like um, he was in a couple Spike Lee joints, and uh, he says that line in Twenty Fifth Hour, which precedes the wire interesting
2: he's still making money off that that line too isaiah Winlock jr
0: and by the way
3: before before
2: anyone says hey
0: that guy died two weeks ago our podcast schedule is on a bit of a we we don't always record the week that that it comes out that's why i don't want to hear any crap about hey and these raps are
2: better late than never i would say
0: We're, we're 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 speaking with sincerity here um by the way kit i checked out our twitter account for all one tweet, sorry not to put you on the on the. I can yeah, cut you're this really out you are really putting want. me on the spot. We yeah, can I can edit I can this out. Edit this out
1: if um, um, yeah, we, we, on the we can talk about
0: that. But, but yeah. what
2: did you think about the I got the
0: the header The header was great. The header is no retreat, no surrender. Aww. it was good. You can do a header. It's a good setup. Can you tweet every day though, please? Uh, every kids day. Kids are social
2: media manager here. Is a tall order. Um, every more every than week. once every two weeks though is more than reasonable. Can we do it once um, a week, please? Well more than once a week, I should yeah. say.
3: Um just we'll tweet at the real Donald Trump and uh,
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just yeah. gonna s-, s subtweet on uh Donald J. Trump tweets. I'm just gonna reply to those and put our episodes mm-hmm. in there. That's why that's we'll, we'll get a lot of eyeballs that way. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Screw Donald Trump. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you quote me. That's
0: what I gotta say. Screw Donald Trump. All right. So with that being said, we're going to watch uh, A Better Tomorrow Part 2 and then come back and we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, Yeah. We'll be right back. A
5: Better Tomorrow 2. Gangsters, guns, and girls. Starring the undisputed king of Hong Kong cinema, Chow Yun Fat. Directed by John Wu and featuring T Long. Also starring Leslie Chan. I'm Dean Shaq. Action in this Megabuck production, shot on location in New York City. A Better Tomorrow, too. Drama, violence, and revenge. And a final bloody showdown. tomorrow. 2 Non-stop action and excitement. Another first-class production from Cinema City. Showing soon at a theater near you. Don't miss it.
0: Of Michael Jackson. And we're back! That was A Better Tomorrow Part 2. So guys, what did we all think? Phil, you got the mic.
3: Yes. That was pretty rad. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Cool. Kit. I uh, uh yeah, that was, was quite the movie. Lil
1: Action packed
0: yeah, we're not very to talked to a bunch. We're still kind of absorbing because the last twenty minutes of that film is just the uh, bonkers, insane it's shootout, like a fucking massacre. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like three well, three guys and and their friend go to like just kill all the bad guys, just left, right, and center. I think we all got to know uh, the movie Kit a little bit well. We got to know Ho kind of yes. well. We got to know Ken, Kitcha and Kian. Kian. Mark, no Kian. Which is, um, we got to understand not to disrespect rice because it's like uh, uh, Chae Young-fat's mother and father. That's, that's right, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's just like bread. You don't f*** around with bread. You don't play with it. You don't throw it out. You don't waste it.
2: Well, oh. I've, I've never heard of these bread rules before. Yeah, don't waste bread, man. I've been treating
0: bread the wrong well, way. I think food
1: in general, but I could see. Give it to
3: the birds.
0: Actually, yeah. there's a scene where Chou Young Fat is like trying to shock uh, Uncle Lung back into uh, reality because he's had a a break from reality and he starts throwing all this food out the window and the entire time i wanted to be like they're starving children in africa he's just but, dumping oranges on the, yeah. the ground and kicking he, them around and he stuff. smashed he a, a whole full of oranges. he smashed a whole dozen of eggs on the ground and then didn't clean it up granted he was it then worked. targeted it worked yeah it did work it worked and then he just moved after that so he didn't have to clean up yeah well, this, is
3: pri- <laughs> this is prior to a massive shootout
2: it's true at that same uh, address.
1: So that food was already kind of tainted with like bullets and yeah. shit. So no. probably best not to.
2: Really nice property down
0: on, uh, what's it somewhere like? Somewhere in Manhattan, somewhere. I know. Well, like, yeah, the thing about this film is that geography is not important because uh, they show like Chai um, Young Fat's character Ken Gore, who is the twin brother of Mark Gore from the first one that died. Uh, owning a restaurant in downtown Manhattan or in Chinatown and then they go to his house which is a big like house you'd find in the south somewhere it's with nice, a giant this, porch this white, like three story house, like uh, huge I
2: kinda, porch
0: I kind of felt like they should be out on the porch sipping sweet tea and talking about yeah it looked you know, like, a, like a plantation yeah. like mansion yeah, yeah. in the middle of Manhattan and then they run out of there after they're attacked and they're instantly under the Brooklyn bridge and they have a car chase shoot underneath the Brooklyn bridge. So geography is not a thing. I think if anything, like they probably shot that house thing, maybe it almost could have been Maine. Maybe I don't definitely don't think that was in downtown Manhattan, maybe Queens, but even then Queens is not like, it's, it's not that, that, that palatial.
2: I'm sure there's been some American movies set in Hong Kong where
0: people who live in Hong Kong are like, "What? And the they shot shit? it in Singapore, yeah." <laughs> well, that's like when uh, you remember the show Street Legal from uh, from Canada. Ah, uh, Street Legal. So it was great because I watched it as a kid, and then when I moved here, it was in repeats on Showcase back when Showcase used to do it, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I know where all this stuff is now." Their office is actually at Queen and and uh, Peter Street. Um, but then I just realized I'd see there was the scene where there's someone's driving through the city and it makes no sense because it's like they're on Queen Street, then they drive past Honest Ed's, then holy crap, they're at Roy Thompson Hall. That makes no sense. They literally drove the wrong way and then looped around to go back. R.I.P. Honest Ed's. By the way, they just smashed I the know. sign down this week. It's there's nothing left anymore. No, there's nothing left. They spent it's...
3: all that time sawing a power sawing that sign and then... and then they just smashed it down yeah. with a
0: crane. Anyways, back to Better Tomorrow Part Two. Sorry to alienate our non uh toronto fans uh, which we have many are i was very shocked to see uh what city was it somewhere in virginia was our most listened to episode or uh, uh for the week so big shout out to virginia big and shout out to virginia remember, the tagline is true virginia is for lovers
2: that's right we're big in the appalachians Yep,
0: yeah, totally that's west virginia but okay
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> Tokyo, Japan
0: also came in pretty high too with uh, with some nice. lessons, So thanks, thanks to Tokyo. Wow, oh,
1: really? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Nice. Sang.
0: Whoever is listening to us in Tokyo, you.
1: Oh no, that's not that's not Japanese. That's
3: not yeah. Japanese. <laughs>
0: Konnichiwa is the term you use. or domo, domo. Arigato. arigato. yes. Arigato, yeah. And I apologize. We all know it from Mr. Roboto. It's okay. I didn't. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, you did. Come on.
3: It's it's all your uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling people. Konnichiwa.
0: Naito. Naito, we're big fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling here. I watched the uh, the New Beginning in Osaka last night. My boy Naito did well. Okada did well. Goto successfully defended his never open weight heavyweight championship against Evil.
2: Wait, aren't we like aren't we on the f- Okada team or? My, am I Okada's a good
0: wrestler, but I mean he was up against Sonata. Sonata was great. I'm like uh. I do I want to see Kenny Omega upset Okada. Again, we're not talking about the movie. <laughs> okay. Um back to Better Tomorrow Part Two. Alright, well it starts off with a flashback. Yes. And it's uh, it's basically recapping the last movie. We see Mark Gore get shot down in flames, we see Um uh, Ho turn himself in to Kit to say, like, I'm gonna go to jail and you're gonna be a good cop and then we're brought to the present where Kit is undercover, and he seduces Uncle Lung, who is a former crime boss who's been straight for the past 10 years and now runs a a shipyard. He seduces his daughter Peggy, who is a classical dance competitor. And he convinces her to dance without shoes while her heels breaks.
2: Uh, and he's all, all like schmoozing up to Uncle Lung and he's yeah. all like, I watched you dance 20 years ago and all this stuff.
0: It was amazing, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I went Spanish with that or whatever. But accident. right off
2: the bat of this movie, we're getting awesome, awesome music. Not just yeah. for the dance scenes. I'm talking in just life, like soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the most melodramatic, like you think of those De Beers uh, diamond commercials from the 90s.
4: Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. really
0: nailed kid. Do-do-do-do. Uh, yeah, it was great. The soundtrack for this film is great. Um, it's pretty much the same uh, tracks from the first film recycled. But hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, and then we're basically introduced all about where all of our characters are hanging out, except for Chow Young Fat, who's mysteriously, well, he's dead, he's dead. Yeah, he can't
2: be. He can't be here.
0: Can't be come back. So they offer. Or help. can he?
2: And who's the Or
0: can he? Again, who's the character who? Uh, who? Paints the paintings of uh dead He's just a dude friends. He, he's not in the first film, he's just the guy that's like, Yeah, you know your story should be told so they like it was it was a bit of a, a commenter oh, I
1: thought he was a friend of Mark's and he was and Mark had died and he was a huge fan of his and yeah, he's got, of like, kept fifteen a story like in time. progress
2: uh, paintings of Mark.
1: Yeah. And he's got all his like his bullet his jacket with bullets in it, yeah, the he's one that he died. That, yeah. in. Forty bullet holes. Like he's got a bunch of souvenirs
0: hmm Yeah, no, he, um... I think that's actually a commentary on just the amount of hero worship that... Because, like, when uh, they made the first one, they never intended for Chad Young-Fat's character to become, like, a style icon, yet he did with the Alain Delong sunglasses and the long, duster, western-style trench coats. And the matchstick? And the matchstick in his mouth. Sorry, little, we gotta move closer together because I'm just like, ah. I feel like I'm interviewing a hockey player. Sorry. That's all good.
5: Um,
0: <laughs> no, uh...
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You no, know, we just gotta go out there in that third period and just uh, put the puck between the, the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just, uh, <laughs> just, uh, just gotta get some shots on net and uh, play some good hockey. Yeah, I just yeah. got to keep the keep the puck in their end zone or they're, they're Got my uh, chocolate ain't end zone combo, football. Got my chocolate. Tr- <laughs> yeah, end zone With is chocolate. My football. chocolate
1: fritter in me. I got I'm I know
3: sports. And hey, you have the Wolverine change and gonna score gonna... some
2: touchdowns in the in the net. We're yeah.
3: gonna we're gonna hit yeah, some you know, home
0: runs. The, we're gonna put the ball right through the hoop. Um
3: for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bulls in the 9th inning. Uh, part of the ninth. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hockey talk, hockey talk. For for a fan in Tokyo. Mhm. Um. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's hard to go through this because so much does happen in this movie. Like, there's a lot of bouncing around in melodrama. So we should also point out that uh, Movie Kit has a pregnant wife at the same time that he's, like, trying to seduce Peggy. Yes, and he won't tell her what's up either. Even when he introduces it's, it's her to Peggy, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's because he's undercover and he had to get in with Jessica, which is Lung's daughter, the Peggy. dancer. Peggy. Peggy. Peggy.
2: Jessica is his wife.
1: Shit, I've been calling them. It's the other thing.
2: How embarrassing.
1: I know. I, it's like I got two left feet.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, my God, guys. So Another yeah, dancing he's, uh, reference. He's Very clever. trying to get in with them, so he has to, like, you know, cuddle up to Peggy. And meanwhile, he's married to Jessica.
2: And then they surprise... Uh, they, they Who surprised... is Penance? Mm-hmm. So, so Peggy and uh, Kit, they, they, they never say Kit, yeah. but uh, he's going under the name Billy. Billy! Um, and they surprise uh, Uncle Lung at his office, and With they're a like, boat. We got a nice boat, and it's this
0: elaborate... It, it like, was a gift from Kit to, to Uncle Lung to like try and like impress him. And he's like, oh, it should bring us good luck, all right.
3: Yeah, it's like really. And so he kind of puts it down by a does. wall
0: and puts a giant microphone on it, too. A giant microphone. Uh, the a most very visible, <laughs> like, hey, what's that microphone doing attached to that boat? It's like microphone.
3: It was <laughs> a large model of sailboat, though. It's-
2: yeah it was but he does he doesn't even he just like Mm -hmm. puts the microphone right on like the bow of the boat just
0: Just right on the the, backside so it's like like, it was hopefully like because like the maid will notice when they clean up or the or the cleaners will be like why is this microphone on the back of this boat i don't know it's probably a radio (laughs) and then you know that's that and the thing is he starts listening to that that microphone while he's still hanging out with peggy and she's like are you still listening to me he's like yeah uh uh i'm just
1: still in the freaking office I know It's crazy
3: This is that super crisp audio too it, yeah. yeah It
2: captures everything Cause um Our villain Ko
0: Shows up soon after Dun 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 But we don't know he's the villain at first Cause at first he just seems like the guy that wants to keep that shipyard going And like keep Mr. Lung in business But Oh no no Ko's gotta go
1: oh, no, no, Don't play with my
0: <laughs> I don't know no. what Lillian was singing there but I- She black was singing the black eyed peas oh. Don't funk with my heart Oh, oh don't that's don't unfortunate no, yours is better Don't play with my heart That actually makes sense Don't funk with my heart What does that even mean
1: Same shit
0: The black eyed peas are terrible I know Let's get it started in here We know what you're really saying guys uh, Yes Well that, that, I mean that, that was censored
3: Yes Appropriately so like, like, Yeah
0: of course The best ever was like This news person was being interviewed For the Windsor Star And They just like Oh we just want to see What the next song is going to be On your iPod And you'll talk about it And the next song was Let's get The album version of let's get it started in here, which starts oh. in an R and ends in a D. <laughs> Anyways, back to oh uh,
2: well, we know tomorrow
3: too. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. Um, so um, so then, um, old Lung, Uncle Lung, he mm-hmm. goes to another recital, a black tie party. He goes party to a lot of
0: these. For he's jo- yeah, this is the party where they sing "For oh, He's a Jolly yeah. Good Fellow," which is one of the best smash cuts of like. after a gunshot goes off smash cut to this people for he's a jolly good fellow for (laughs) he's a jolly good fellow and you're like oh my god Um, but yeah he goes to this party and he's set up to make it look like he actually murdered two people well some asshole and I, I can't remember the guy's name he's like uh well
2: he gets a, he gets a call and like you gotta go see this person
0: i think his name was wong or fong or something yeah
2: and then and then the person he says to uh to a guy that we've referred we we refer to in the movie as
0: cory heart Hart, because he always wears sunglasses he always even wears at night.
2: sunglasses at night at daytime he he doesn't even seem to care he's at just brunch up, he's, and breakfast yeah. um so he kind of says to this guy who's clearly an assassin he's like when i drop my cigarette you shoot him
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But when he dropped his cigarette, he shot the guy that dropped his cigarette. Which yeah,
3: with <laughs> a silencer.
0: Yeah, because there's this whole Pew. thing where um,
2: so Uncle Lung comes in with his business partner, Co. So there's
1: like betrayal. Oh, Co right? Oh, oh so
2: yeah. there was betrayal. deeper things oh, going on there that I didn't place. even realize. So Co was his business partner. So he knew that that was going to happen. That's why he took out the gun. Yep. Co
1: is just Coco Coco.
2: Wow, yeah, he's Coco. Coco, beware.
1: Coco for Coco.
0: Coco for Coco puffs. (laughs) Cuckoo for Coco puffs. That was the phrase. Anyways, Coco
1: for Coco puffs. He brought. He put the co in Coco. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then so he he orchestrated this whole thing where he put a gun. He basically fakes it by by pointing a gun at this guy's head, and then uh, Uncle Lung grabs the gun out of his hand. He's like, "You can't shoot him." And Then all of a sudden, bam! That guy gets shot, and then. Someone comes in and Uncle Lung turns around, holding the gun, and bam! The guy that's in his general direction gets shot. And all of a sudden, he's seen with this gun, and he gets rushed out by Kit. I think it is rushes him out. Uh, I think so. It was Kit at that. Oh party? no! Oh, well, Ho's also at this party too. Because at this point, Ho has realized. Because yes. he got a call for he got a visit from um, from Jessica, who told him, "Hey, Kit's not around anymore." Co what? What are you pointing at? I because I, I got
2: confused between Co and Ho. Uh, so I put Co frowny face and then Ho smiley face to 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 remind uh, myself. I see that one's a bad guy and, and one's, one's a, a good
0: guy. guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Co is the guy that I thought was the cop, but he's the ex-con that you said oh, reformed con.
2: Lillian, no, 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 you no, could no, have you no, could no, have no, used no. my my no handy no, no, chart no, no.
0: Here. no 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 the guy that you think was the ex-cop is actually the ex-con.
1: <laughs> oh, do dot, with a happy face. Co exclamation point with like a really shower face.
0: So, so no, you no, know. No. Ho is the guy in the white suit that they that they shoot at the end of the movie.
2: Yeah, Ko is the
1: ultimate. I know, Ho yes. is the bad guy, but Ho is the guy that arranged that boat for he's them. He's Kit's brother. No, no, no,
0: he's no. Kit's brother. Kit's brother. Kit's older brother. Kit's older brother is Ho. I know, it's very confusing. You know. And, and here's here's you want to know what's even crazier? The guy that arranged the boat. Guess what his name is? Ken.
1: <laughs> he's the Ken. No, no, he's another Ken. He's a different Ken. There's he's not two Ken, Ken.
0: There's two Kens, a Ho and a Ko, a Fong and a Wong. Like, I understand that, like, this is like Smith and Shepard to, to to our Asian yeah, fet- it listeners. Would be, yeah. But for us, this or is Richardson very,
2: and Peterson. Yeah, and all it's, these it's, it's f- very, games very, very same.
0: Can you stop cursing? Do you understand that we, uh, we're not an explicit podcast? And every time you do this, I have to go and find a bleep to cover you up with. I Just don't understand this shit with podcasts. I really Sounds don't. There's explicit. There's an explicit rating, which would be the bad ones restri- that you want to listen but to. That restricts your. It restricts how far they can go, where they can get promoted. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of metrics. I'm holding this together by a rubber band, for God's sake.
1: Oh no! Wait, do they have to run the okay after every episode?
0: No, but if someone gets a complaint because there's no no like little e on it that says expletive then we get in trouble. So, like, we can let a little stuff slide, but I tend to bleep the bad words.
1: I don't think we've gone in, into any, like, danger zone territory. I, I mean, there
0: are podcasts... Have you not heard the Elvira episode? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of bleeps, but, but you bleep most of them. Busted!
1: Yeah.
0: Get it? I got it, Lil. I got it.
2: <laughs> I mean, there are podcasts out there called Come Town, but...
0: <laughs> but they've got the little E. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Back to the, the, the movie. the
1: spelling, right? <laughs> Okay,
0: you are on fire tonight, Lil. I know. It's good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after this, uh, Uncle Lung, he quickly deteriorates into insanity. He has a—he almost enters a fugue state where he loses oh connection God. to reality.
1: No, I—it pained me to watch him. Yeah, yeah. and they it were was like, amazing. They and they were that's...
0: like, "You got
2: to get to New York City. We're gonna—you got to get out of here." Um, you might and have killed these two men. We don't
0: know. We don't know, and he doesn't know either because he's kind of like, did I do this? And so he's not quite lost his marbles yet. But then he goes and he stays at a church with a former colleague of his who has gone clean and become run a um a uh, what's the term a mission in in, uh, in, New, York in New York City. City. He's like yeah. running but a soup but Meanwhile,
2: counter. Kit is like he with his with his. As Billy with his girlfriend, Peggy, girlfriend, he's yeah. like, I got to I got to get her out of I here. Her She's in danger. I'm going to bring her back to my wife, but I'm not going to explain anything.
0: Yeah. It's like, by the way, this is my girlfriend, Peggy. And by the way, Peggy, my name is actually Kit, not Billy. Hey, so Jessica, this is my girlfriend, Peggy, who thinks that my name is Billy. Uh, I'm a cop. And um, that's as much as see you I can later, say. Folks. <laughs> Yeah, he, he really, like, he could have said so much. Like, at that point, really, are you are you violating, like, confidentiality when someone's like, well, my father used to be a gangster, and I'm assuming that your husband was investigating it, but it still doesn't ignore the fact that he seduced me into loving him. Although it did seem like it might have been a very chaste relationship. I mean, he pisses we see, off both. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, he, well, I don't think I, he slept I, with Peggy I, I got I don't the impression
1: got that. that his wife already knew what was going on because she's already, like, Prone to this, I guess, because of his career, but um she was pissed I think, nonetheless, of course, and I think and she's the, pregnant, and she's pregnant, and I think the girl what was her Jessica, Peggy, Peggy, Peggy.
0: Jessica is the what? Jessica is the Lung's wife, daughter? Peggy is the one's
1: daughter, but yeah, so Peggy was like more surprised than anyone else there, and
0: yeah yeah I think I think his wife kind of just was like well this is not the way I thought this would play out but okay we knew this was gonna happen his wife had an idea but she didn't realize and he did say it was for work I had to get a girlfriend which is the worst sounds like the most made up excuse
1: and I think that uh, Kit was you
0: know, our Kit not movie Kit
1: movie Kit
2: movie Kit wait you're pointing at me and saying, and saying movie Kit I'm so confused Lillian
1: movie Kit
0: maybe I was in The Second Dimension
1: <laughs> was Mo- I in that movie? no Oh. The last weekend, remember? Uh, movie Kit was. Um, I think he cared about Jessica genuinely. Like he was
0: his wife. Like, yes.
1: No. Uh, Peggy, Peggy. Yes.
2: Yes. <gasps> yeah, I do. I do think he had some some little feelings for her. She oh, gets he totally killed. did. He
0: totally, he totally even admitted he, that he
1: he genuinely like cared for her, and he was going in there to kind of protect. Them anyway. anyway so anyway, the next scene, she gets murdered. Yeah, yeah.
3: He really yeah. did not think this through. <laughs> yeah, because he kind of was like, her home, and then, which
6: was like,
2: and then not like making sure she's okay after he, he that. Like he like checks, checks back, back the next all right, day. Well, fine. He, I'm going to work.
0: He, he comes <laughs> back, yourself. checks the back the next day, <laughs> and she left a note the saying fridge. like, I've left. Don't follow me. I don't and then in
1: trouble for you.
0: And then all of a sudden, we see her meet up with that bastard Co. Who just orders his sunglasses at night, curry heart guy, <laughs> the frowny face, yeah? Who just shoots her point like just dead, as he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get your father." We okay? Boom, and she's dead.
1: It's kind of easy now, Kit. Now that you did that little chart, ho ho ho. Tappy. Ho is good. Ho is good, co and is co bad. is bad.
0: Co is bad. Yo ho.
2: I, I will actually. I'm gonna get. I have a
0: good. Here. I have a good track of everyone in this, so I can correct you as you go. So, back in so New York City.
1: Yo, so yo ho.
0: So in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so in New York City, we go to the Four C's Chinese restaurant, and there's a very, very familiar face. Running the uh, the cook line, as it's, as we
2: learned right before mm-hmm. he's
0: introduced, yeah, they're like, hey, through, through a comic book cover where it's like, wait, why are there two of Mark? Well, that's actually Mark's twin brother, Ken, who, who is, who is more way badass. more badass, yeah. who left Hong Kong when he was 15 <laughs> to go to America to go straight. Like the mere mention of his name would send people running away in fear it's the best like cop out ever it's like wait who's that guy oh he's way more badass twin brother it's like in in beer fest. Do, do, have you guys uh, seen, I beer have fest? Not seen beer fest we should watch Beerfest. so there's a part there's this part where like this whole plot is that this guy drowns in beer and he dies and then all of a sudden his twin brother shows up at his funeral and is like hey i'm his twin brother uh, I want to join your beer drinking team. And they're like, yeah, okay. And you should just call me his name so that there's no confusion throughout the rest of this. <laughs> it's so great. I love Beer Fest. Beer Fest is so awesome.
3: Oh, Broken Lizard. Did they ever do their um, Super, Super Trooper? suit? It's too? coming out
0: on 420, obviously. Oh,
3: there you go. Oh, going back to Jolo Truia. You might as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it's where their town kind of becomes part of Canada. Or no, they... They're, like, the border, turns out that the Canadian border is actually, like, they absorb part of a Canadian town. So they start drowsing, like, Mounties for a little bit, and they try to speak French, and they just quote, like, Lady Marmalade. This does
2: not sound like a good plot, but I, I have faith. I yeah, have faith. I have faith in the boys that brought brought me Beer
0: Fest and... And Super Troopers and the Slammin' Salmon. The slammin salmon. And Club Dread. <laughs> I love Club Dread. Can you play Margaritaville? I think you mean Pinot Colato Bay. No, no, Margarita. No, I'm not Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> So we're gonna play Pina Colado Bay.
2: Anyway, so now we're mm-hmm. in New York City. We're at the Four C's Restaurant, yes. and um, we Chow Yun Fat. He's a cook there. Ooh. Yes, he's cooking so up he's... some
0: very, very wonderful uh, chicken fried rice.
2: But uh, there is one customer there who There's does not. There's
0: them. Who? Comically says, "What's up with this effing rice?" And no, throws a says, plate.
2: No, he says. He says very clearly, and I've written it in all caps, so I know. He says, "This f**king fried rice," and then he throws the plate of rice across the restaurant. It's another bleep for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the, the dubbing is far more entertaining uh, Yeah,
1: so these guys we want We can't
3: really duplicate it These guys
1: are they're basically like, bullying I think and they're, they're supposed saying,
3: to be mafioso type
1: Because yeah, they're, they're like, you owe us
3: money for
2: protection
0: Yep, and we should point out that this film Like, pretty much all films outside of English-speaking countries Up until the 90s Was post-dubbed That's why I liked even the English looks a little yeah. wonky So they basically shot the film And then brought it back to Hong Kong And then had their Hong Kong actors Much like we did over here Where we had actors that would, you know when dubbing stuff like mime the accents of foreign uh, languages they would that's why it's so like you pay me $1,000 a month for protection like that's how they, they spoke
2: it's a direct quote
0: yeah I know and so then, so basically, like Chinese fats running this restaurant where there are a bunch of kids that idolize his brother Mark, who died horribly. And he kind of points out like, "That's silly! Don't wear sunglasses and and long trench coats. It's They're the also summer."
2: Carving their names into I his. I know. Friggin' tables. table.
0: That is horrible. But like, he kind of was an inspiration to these kids. Like, hey, I came here with nothing, and now I run this restaurant. And it, it looks like a pretty, it looks. The food there does look delicious. Delicious, I have to say, better than the food he tries to serve at home. Um,
1: what. He dished out some really nice dishes at home. Are you kidding?
2: Yeah. They're, no, no, they no, all no, look pretty gross.
0: Yeah. Oh, he
1: had the whole chicken leg, and he put, like, tomatoes all around it, and then he had, like, he had a whole bunch of different dishes there.
0: And then he, th- oh, yeah, you know what? The first round was pretty good, but then when he's, like, eating, we'll always he stuffs the an fridge. octopus yeah, in guys yeah. face.
1: Yeah. It looked like a raw pork chop.
0: Raw octopus mm-hmm. is what I thought Raw Octopus.
3: Um Yes. <laughs> And that's, that's the name of my pet yet. rock
0: pet,
2: octopus. <laughs> that should be our heavy metal band, right? Octopus. <laughs> All eight members. Um, <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> um anyways, uh we just have
2: one guy in tambourine because we can't get eight
0: <laughs> we, we, what, what do we need an eighth for? Okay. We have two guitar players, one bass player, uh, a drummer, two bla- a keyb- bass players, one keyboardist, uh, Okay, we need we need three more. Um, let's get a, a let's get a somebody to s- play a second. triangle.
3: I don't know.
0: No, <laughs> we'll have a singer. That's a, that's our sixth, and then we need two more. Let's get a third. You're guitar on clavichord, and yeah, the clavichord. Oh, there the we go. Kenny penny <laughs> Yeah, clarinet. Well, who who is it? Uh, Jethro Tull had like a pipe player or like a flute the player. The flutist, like a flautist, yeah. yeah, pan flute. Anyways Yeah um, and
3: they were The best heavy metal band Of 1988
0: I remember Because it was the first year They had the best heavy metal Category yeah. at the Oscar Or at the uh, Grammys the Grammys yeah And everyone thought Metallica should have gotten it But, but they nope. didn't no nope. For Ride the Lightning
3: No this was Injustice for all Yeah uh, hmm there's thirst when they quote unquote sold out because they did a music dead. video for one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All oh, right, right. Been doing a music videos on selling fa- yeah. out—that's
2: hilarious. And Although then they, black came out. They were they were accused <laughs> of selling out
0: on ride the lightning for uh, for the acoustic guitar on fade to black.
2: It's too commercial. People will like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Only us dirty sweaty men can like this music. <laughs> <laughs> it has that's, to be accessible for most of the population. It has to give me and my girlfriend a headache for me to like it.
4: Oh God,
0: Otherwise, it's inauthentic. <laughs> yeah. Back to a letter tomorrow, part two. Kit, take us through it. Um. So okay. So we get the the fried
2: rice scene where um where the monster he throws the of rice and then he obviously he's grabbing attention so Chow Yun fat comes over to his table and he's let's like you don't get, like my
0: rice let's get you another plate of rice let's get you another plate of rice this and one's then, rice is
4: very good
2: and then he takes that rice and he's like this rice and he throws it right right in Chow yun fat's face and so chai yun fat does the rest of the scene with like just rice, rice all over, his, over his, face. his face and his clothes
4: mm-hmm. I mean,
1: like really get a sense of like oh no you didn't
2: and he's playing it like so
0: like cool and collective. Cool, like, like like just like you don't understand to you rice is just rice but to me it's like my mother and father so don't disrespect my family eat my rice
2: he keeps it yeah keeps yeah. on telling him to eat his rice and then the most implausible part of the uh, the, the entire movie i think happens where the the I guess the detective cop comes in, and he's like, "Oh, After I Chai- guess I have to
0: handle this." No, no, no. So what happens is like one of the like one of the kid the guy one of the gangsters goes for their gun, and one of the kids that Chiang Fat has has a gun, and Chiang Fat's like, "What are you doing with a gun?" and takes the gun away from him, and then shoots the guy in the leg, and then points the gun and was like, "Hey, you gotta eat my rice." And then the cop comes in and he's like, "Oh god, another one of these things. It's an average old." shooting and rice for, <laughs> forced rice eating.
3: And, and, and then the cops just standing there holding. He's the like point you, of kind of you better to... eat
0: that rice, pal. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
3: We're going through that so we're just like watching the rice eating ordeal, yeah. The, the cop
2: does exactly what you would not expect a New York cop to do, which is not to shoot not the shoot the minority. The minority.
0: <laughs> To, or uh, to it let could the scene just be another out. <laughs> day in
1: the city, is what I kind of figured it was.
0: That's what it kind of. Yeah, we got to remember this is 1980s New York, so it's not cleaned up yet. So okay. he probably has people forcing other people to eat rice at gunpoint like all the time. <laughs> it's all the time. Like again, <sighs> was, what? This is my specialty in the department. I handle the rice crimes. So then they
2: force the monster guy to eat the rice. And, and he's it like, it right "It's off pretty, pretty good, right?" Yeah. And the mobster's like, "Hmm." Um, and then that's it for that and that's story it. Line,
0: and yeah. and no one goes oh, no, no, to jail. No.
2: The restaurant does eventually get it gets blown, blown up. up yeah yeah
0: but uh, so there yeah, are consequences there are consequences but like but not legal ramifications because you would assume after shooting someone in yeah, the presence like the of a cop police would be officer, like i gotta call okay, back you, you, you all you have gotta, you to go down yeah ken would be for sure like putting handcuffs and led away but instead he's like nah jeez, another guy shot <laughs> so that introduces the Ian character yeah um. And what happens after that? Oh, then, then he goes and meets up with unc- so Uncle Lung goes to the soup kitchen where assassins are dispensed to shoot him. Yes, and like, he's, he's Uncle feeding Long- a little girl rice. And assassins come in, and they kill the little girl, and then they and kill his, his, and his, and his priest, priest friend, trend. and all in front of him. And then he basically loses his total connection with reality. Winds up in an insane asylum where they inject him with tranquilizers,
3: try to force feed him gruel, and are, and are starting gonna, to electro shock yeah, him. Yeah. Now.
0: It's like, yeah, yeah, let's get the electro going. It's like he's been there for a day, <laughs> yeah. a day. Yeah, he's
3: in a straitjacket and everything.
0: Just don't let him calm down. Serve him some weak tea, you know, like
2: like he's just been through some shit, man. Like give him a, give him a day or two.
0: Yeah, give him some time bro um hey time bro that's from bro force uh oh uh, yeah the time game. bro yeah um so then ken goes by and sees like hey it's uncle lung so he takes him home and he tries to get him to, to eat and he just won't so like mark winds up or ken sorry winds up wasting so much food and then he eventually like just throws it all away and he's like oh at the same time this is going on kit a uh, movie kit is okay we're recording um movie kit is basically like trying to get into the gang as well Ho's gotten into the gang by going and being like hey I used to be a gangster and I want to be a gangster again can Yo, I be they... a gangster with you guys being gangsters and they're like sure. sure we remember you you were cool used to rock that mullet back in 81 um and then uh Kit um interrupts and murders the shit out of a bunch of people uh this this counterfeit drug or not counterfeit drug deal, but counterfeit money deal going down cause it's counterfeiting that's what they're mostly known for or that's what they do it's really bad And um, Kit says, hey, I want to join your gang. And so then they have a face-off. It's Kit versus Ho, brother versus brother. And they kind of tell him, like, hey, go kill Kit. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? I'll shoot him in the shoulder. Shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah,
2: because there's this whole dramatic build-up to that where, like, they're like, we think you're a cop. And he's like, no, I'm a cop. (laughs) Cop? No, I would (laughs) have called the cops by now if I was a cop. You would all be dead if I was a police officer. (laughs) So there's a, a funny scene there, and then they're like, just uh, just shoot that guy. They're saying to Ho, just not knowing that uh, that's his brother, and uh, he he shoots him in the shoulder. He tries to get um like the fleshy parts,
0: mm-hmm. you yeah. Know? He tries to- And then Kit's like, no, you gotta make it real. You gotta shoot me again. And Ho's kind of like, is this kind of weird fetish you've got, brother? And you're like getting shot by <laughs> me. Anyways, that's not true. I just made that up. Um, so then he like, shoots him twice he shoots him in like the lower side like kind of grazing the area and so then he like, then they all drive away and he does the whole thing of like well I'm just gonna drive over here and then he turns around and goes back and rushes <laughs> oh, his brother actually, to the hospital my house is
2: on the other side of town see you yeah, guys yeah see
0: you guys tomorrow back at bad guy headquarters um <laughs> and then so he goes back rushes him to the he emergency room I love how he carries him into the hospital and he's like where's the emergency room and they're like down the hall it's like alright and he runs to the I'm like <laughs> why does emergency not have it's own door you'd think they would yeah, yeah. and it was Hong Kong in the 80s I don't know um, so then back in North America Uncle Lung is living with Kit and just wasting all kinds of food no like no it's, no Uncle Lung is living with Ken sorry Ken I know even I get confused wasting all kinds of food that Ken bakes like he makes him a pizza he makes him a sausage Ken. and some eggs Ken yeah Ken.
1: That's Mark's brother's name.
0: No. Yes, identical twin brother Ken, Play by chat. I know. It's so, I, I should have made another chart for you, Lily. It's so I'm sorry. confusing.
1: God, Ken. like a
3: family there's tree.
0: There's movie yeah. Kit.
1: There's real life Kit. There's Co. There's Co. There's Ken. There's Mark.
0: There's other Ken.
1: There's Jessica and there's.
0: Peggy. Ah! Peggy.
1: Yeah.
4: Never the, where movie, the, the movie are. needs
1: like a family a, tree. Uh, let's, like, uh, let's be honest. Years of
0: solitude. You know. Unfortunately, Peggy was a plot device in this movie. That's why she's not very memorable. She was a distraction. She caused.
1: No, this is the third time I can remember her freaking name. Cause she just Jessica comes in to get killed. Jessica and Peggy, are you making the chart, Kit? Okay. Is that movie kid or real life kid?
0: <laughs> real life kid is making a chart. So then back in New York City, Ken and Uncle Lung are trying, living together and Ken's trying to get him to eat, just wasting all kinds of food until finally he decides, screw it. I'm going to waste all the food. And he starts like, he throws all of his food out his window. And I kept thinking, my God, there's starving children in Africa that could want need that. And then he empties out his fridge. He smashes a dozen eggs and he just starts, to, he has a thousand oranges that he just starts flinging everywhere. And then Uncle Lung starts to eat an orange and he's like, come on. You can do it. You can do it. Then Mark peels the orange a little bit. Uncle Long starts eating the orange and all of a sudden, all right, he's kind of back. Not really, though. Um, And then after that, where do we go? so then the the gang of kids from the restaurant come by after it's been blown up which they all miraculously survive like it just kind of is like a more of a cosmetic explosion yeah nobody explosion. dies except
2: that stuntman you said yeah, was yeah. not
0: prepared for the uh. it seems like a lot of the stuff <laughs> around the explosion in this movie were not prepared as we there, find out later on there's
3: a lot of unpreparedness around surrounding explosions yeah. in this movie yeah
0: insurance really wasn't a thing so it was mm-hmm. kind of like there's a guy walking by in the street as the restaurant exploded and you can just tell that the door just kind of like hit him and he's like oh no and he falls to the ground it's awesome um and then while the the kids are there, Ken notices like, "Hey, there's someone walking behind." And then, granted, Uncle Long's not fully back right now. He's just kind of like walking around eating oranges. So there's someone walking behind the the bath the the door the window, and he grabs Uncle Long, throws him to the ground, and all of a sudden, blah, 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 and there's a shootout. Bad guys shoot up the house. Ken gets a couple of them with a gun. Uh, some of the kids get some flesh wounds and he's like don't follow me and so him and Uncle Lung then this is when the police chase goes from them being even when it cuts them across the street it's a totally different neighborhood Um, geography is not a factor in this film so then they hold up in a hotel and Ken is like listen you don't understand there are people coming to kill us we gotta face this together and so Ken is kind of like loaded up with a tactical shotgun a bunch of handguns and then the bad guys show up and Ken has to shoot his way out of The building, which he does, Uh, and Uncle Lung is still kind of like here, there, and everywhere, not really into it. And then Ken eventually. Oh, right. Sorry, that was a voice from. Our kit was just using the washer and opened up the door to let me know. So, Ken, seeing that Uncle Lung is focused on this photo of Peggy and Peggy is now dead, decides, hey, I'm just going to rip up this photo of Peggy. So he tells. Uncle Peggy Lung is his daughter. Peggy is We know Peggy is Uncle Lung's daughter Thanks Kit I, I, You can't hear that through the headphones um.
1: Well he's snapping him back into reality He's saying your daughter is dead And you know wake the f*** up Oops
3: At this point that's fine Yeah Back to reality like soul to soul
1: Back to life back
0: to reality <laughs> yeah and anyway so there and this is also the first instance of instance of chow young fat using two guns in this film which got a big round of applause from us here as he slid backwards down a staircase <laughs> shooting guns up at the white henchmen who have come to kill him
1: That's cool. it was
2: very golden eye
0: yeah um two games the, game, guns, the yeah. game not the movie yes, yes yes nothing in that movie was as cool as that sequence in uh in the better tomorrow part 2 so after that they go they go next door from the hotel to a warehouse apparently and finally Uncle Lung kicks back into functioning picks up a gun and just starts killing the shit out of people
2: as Lillian predicted yeah now, you said he's just gonna snap out of it right at the right moment and just starts you know kicking ass and he did uh.
1: It took him a while I was like He's not gonna do it Is he gonna do it And he did
2: He had to eat enough oranges
0: Yeah Yeah. He needs his vitamin C Um, And then Citrus power
1: And we know know he's back When he starts complaining About how good people How
0: it's so hard To be a good person
1: So hard to be a good person He was complaining about that Yeah
2: they they kind of Go to a park The day after And they look At the two towers The twin towers That are
0: still standing And then they decide We need to drive back To Hong Kong so they leave the kids, the kids from the kids who goodbye. They're driving
2: back from New York. Yeah. Yeah, they drive right underneath the ocean. It's a yep. really weird scene. They have, with, they the have the a
0: snorkel in the van, and they're just riding across the bottom of the ocean. There's no... They, they, There's they meet that Sebastian Sebastian the, the crab, look like who sings them a song.
1: They, they, like, biked from New York to Hong Kong. Like yeah, they yeah. look like nothing happened.
2: It's like, yeah, like the next scene. Here mm-hmm. I am in Hong
0: Kong. Yeah. and then
2: they no arrive. In, then right they arrive right in Hong <laughs> Kong,
0: and they're introduced in the room with all the drawings of Mark and Ho uh, and Ken is wearing Mark's sunglasses and one of his, jack- or his jacket that got shot 40 times and all of a sudden Ho comes in and he's like, it's Mark and this is the point where whenever we reference Ken's name we go, Keen because that's how cho Fat Fat elongates his name in this scene
2: yeah, it's, it's kind of strange he doesn't do it elsewhere in the film but here yeah. when he's like, no Mark. my name is Keen
0: Mark A keen <laughs> It's great So then we meet Then we have Ken meets um, Meets uh, Meets Kit Yeah And Kit says graveyard. You look like someone I used to know and, yeah, You gotta and, remember In they a go graveyard go, They go yeah, to the graveyard To Peggy's
2: grave um, mm-hmm. So uh, Uncle Lung can pay his respects to his daughter
0: Yeah And then uh, While there Kit says to Ken You look like someone I used to know And Ken goes Someone who's dead And after that, uh, Kit said, first they're like, now Kit can't come with us, his wife's about to have a baby. And then he said, like, ah, screw it, let's bring the boy along. So they come along, and uh, Ken and Kit go on a stakeout. Kit, by the way, getting over two gunshot wounds to the torso. Yeah, he's still fine, he just gets out of the hospital, (laughs) yeah, 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 they put a bandaid on it, I'm good, I'm good. And even the doctor said, "Like it's good. The bullets went clean through." And and Ho's kind of like, ha, 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 "Yeah, they did, <laughs> didn't they?" Um, not like I planned it or anything. Just like I planned it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they go on a stakeout to where the counterfeiters are, and where there's like apparently a big international gathering of bad guys. Um,
2: oh yes, this is the scene you told me uh-huh. to write down the description big of.
3: Big bad guy convention.
2: It's a very agreeable meeting is had involving <laughs> oh, briefcases yeah. and automatic weapons. No, that's
0: later on. That's earlier on. Oh, that's that's when Kit interrupts the, the meeting where he shoots the guy in the boat. Oh, you're right. Because you're right. it's a very right. agreeable thing. Everyone shakes hands like, ha ha ha, this is very good. Yeah, we're, hey, hey, we're having a meeting here. All right, hey, good. <laughs> hey, we got counterfeit cash. You got real cash. Let's switch. Oh, my God. This worked out perfectly for everyone. And then there was a double cross. Um, so at this meeting of the International Bad Guys Association, um, Kit goes in for a closer look and gets shot by, after seeing a shooting star, which he says is bad luck, and then he's like, oh, and I met you in a graveyard. And Ken's like, yeah, so what does that mean? And Kit's like, for policemen, this is very, very bad luck. I don't think I'm gonna get out of this alive. And then, of course- Ken's Kit's like, fuck off. Yeah, Ken's like, grow up, you baby. <laughs> um, and then Kit goes in for a closer look, and he gets shot by Corey Hart, and he comes out, and he's bleeding out, and Ken brings him to a phone where he talks to his wife, Jessica, just after the baby just is born. Just given birth, yeah. And Jessica's like, what are we going to name the baby? What are we going to name the baby? And Kit's like, I'm dying. I'm dying, seriously. <laughs> so Let they named the my... baby, I'm dying, seriously. It's really <laughs> no. weird. No, they actually named it, what is it, the Song of Resistance?
2: Uh, no, the uh, yeah, Song of Righteousness or Song something of righteousness, like that.
0: Yeah, or... uh, yeah. and um, the interesting thing was that Kit says like, hey, put her to the phone, I want to talk to her. And, the, and Jessica's just like, she was just born she doesn't know how to speak you'll speak to her <laughs> later to her when later. you're still and living he's, and he's like you
3: what is the baby not babbling yet <laughs> yeah she's
0: just crying I want to hear it and then he doesn't then he dies and then they go to a funeral where they hand everyone a gun that was a pretty badass uh, duel between him and Corey Hart though he got yeah. to admit like I don't know it was filmed well yeah Corey Hart took a bit of a shot but he was still okay afterwards <laughs> yeah we see a little blood trickle down there's, some, there's a fog machine to play yeah
3: yeah, it's a contrast to life and death, like the editing. Like oh, the yeah, yeah, because
0: they cross the him being yeah, shot with, with his baby birth, so being yeah. born, yeah. And when he goes, ah, in agony, the mother goes, ah, and I've just given birth. Um, it's a sweet little scene, yeah. a little on the nose, but we all enjoyed it. But you know it. what? It was good. Sometimes on the nose is perfect. So then we are brought to the funeral where everyone gets a gun and they decide, like, all right, let's just go kill these guys. Ken puts on Mark's sunglasses, sticks a matchstick in his mouth, and puts on his 40- bullet hole ridden coat. Oh, it's full suicide mission at yeah. this point. It's pretty sweet. They load up with uh they actually,
3: at the funeral, tear gas and hand grenade. Yeah. At act, the funeral they're, they're heated handed heated, like their weapons, yeah.
2: shotguns and uh, semi automatic fucking MSGs. Yeah.
0: And so then there's no way we can describe the pandemonium that with which we just Saw the end of this film, like the big crescendo, the big shootout. It's, it's a pile of bodies. It's a pile of bodies. Like I, a literal I, pile
3: of I bodies. I called it the like international
0: like association of bad guys meeting, but it was the like it should have been called the international association of inept bad guys because they keep on. They, they do they the same think, thing where they yeah.
2: they're like we're gonna go get these uh, these good guys. We're gonna open the door and we're all gonna attack them one 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 on one <laughs>
0: one at a time. Yeah.
2: And then um, then the good guys as soon, just soon as shoot the door is down. open, the good guys just shoot them all and they all just go like ah! and They all
0: and they they fall, fall down. down. Yeah, they go flying back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like bowling pins. Um,
3: well, it's that classic trope of, you know, like two or three. It's three guys against uh, a, thousand. a thousand bad guys, all with equally inept aim. Yeah.
2: yeah. My, all the, my, all the uh, bullets that the good guys shoot are dead and fatal, yeah. whereas all the bullets that the bad guys shoot Arian are like... walls or up in the, the ceiling. The yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so yeah there's so much good stuff there. there's like at a certain point a samurai sword comes into a play because a bad guy's swinging around an axe and That's then they get a the samurai ho, sword brother ho. ho gets brother ho gets a samurai sword and just starts slicing people down uh, Ken chucks in a grenade and causes this big explosion which fun fact in reality uh, Chiang Fat was not warned how big the explosion was going to be so his reaction in the film which is just like ah is kind of it's actually true it's a true reaction it,
2: it's pretty silly too because his entire trench coat is just filled full with explosives. explosives it would so, be yeah. so dangerous going into a gun mm-hmm. battle with a coat trench coat
0: of, filled with explosives trench coat full of explosives yeah <laughs> you would that's, get blown that's, up that's my country album um, <laughs> and then yeah just you, so you're doing much, a solo
1: record Graham
0: yeah the country record Graham goes wow. country. Picking yeah, and grinning. He's
1: a smoker, too. Didn't he light one of them with a You and the
0: guy... He lit one of the. Yeah, he was smoking, too.
1: He's a badass.
0: He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's trying fat, man.
1: Don't try to understand it.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to try to. Right.
1: It's,
2: it's above my head.
1: It's badass shit right there.
0: Yeah. My favorite part, though, is when the main bad guy in the white suit, just so you can tell him apart because everyone else is wearing black Co. suits. Co. yes. Says, I'll give... A- 600,000 to whoever for each body and all the bad guys like raise up their guns like yeah we've got guns we can do this and then they all get killed immediately yeah. immediately okay. killed <laughs> it's great it's almost like a perverse comedic strip and so anyways the the, the battle ends with the guy in white shooting everyone kind of gets messed up at the end of this everybody
2: has taken some damage by yeah. this point including Uncle Long, who's been on a uh
0: Suicide mission for the whole suicide time. Suicide
2: mission, but he's specifically looking for Ko and he keeps yeah. on shouting his name and he keeps on getting shot instead of mm-hmm. finding him, but still troopers yeah. on.
0: And at the end, Ko like pulls a small a secret gun and shoots uh Uncle Lung and says, like, what makes you think the good guys always win? And then out of the out of the shadows of the house come Chao Young, Fat, and Ho and they just blast Ko's knees out and Ko falls down right in front of uh, Uncle Lung who shoots him point blank in the face right between the eyes and then says what well, makes you think the bad guys always win
2: and as I said at the time he could have said that line before he shot Ko and it would have been more effective but
3: whatever whatever he yeah no
0: no yeah he shot it after
2: man's dead ears.
0: So then, our three anti heroes, I guess you could call them, go inside and sit down and cheers and wait for the police to show up.
2: And their friend, who's also friend, named Ken?
0: Who was also named Ken, who also helped out but also got shot, was like, We should go.
1: Oh, guys, his ears were always dead.
0: Oh, alright. I like it. Co's so ears it didn't,
1: were always it didn't dead.
2: Because he could never hear the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lillian for the win. Nice. The She's the. She Lillian just entered the.
4: <laughs> I don't know what
0: I'm doing. Lillian just entered the Death by Video Hall of Fame right there. I'm not even in the Death by Video Hall of Fame, and I run the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's just I'm killing Lillian the fake, at this point.
1: like little punching thing. That's, you know, those things that hang this one? the
0: screen. The speedball? The speed bag, sorry. Yeah, we're retiring your number. <laughs> yeah, number four. Because you're the fourth, fourth person on this podcast. Um yeah so that's and that was that that was a better tomorrow part two ladies and gen or sorry gentlemen and lady
3: final thoughts phil go for it it was fun times it was uh i know, like the balance of action and uh heavy melodrama
0: oh yeah. yeah it like they definitely leaned hard into that uh canton soap opera style Oh yeah kit final thoughts
2: Oh, I agree uh, with Phil. Um, this was this was a good movie. Not quite as good as *Shogun Assassin* from yeah. last week. *Shogun Assassin* is hard to top. Uh, but this was a really solid film. I love. Uh, I like these early John Woo films. I haven't seen a lot of them. I was. Uh, I own *Hard Boiled*. I think that's oh, the only one it's I've so seen. so good!
0: Yeah. I, I the killer's good. I've got the killer here somewhere. I don't have the killers, and then *Bullet in the Head*, which we mentioned earlier. *Bullet in the Head* is not a fun night out at the movies. Like it's the serious version of the, his type of movie making, where like every bullet hurts so much, and it's just total. It's very much an anti-violence film by being incredibly violent and gruesome. In the
2: same way you were talking about uh, Takeshi Miyake.
0: No. Okay. No, Takeshi Miyake as much as much he's he's a different sort of he's more transgressive in his art whereas John Woo is much more straightforward. Like like John Woo's action films are meant to be action, his comedies are meant to be comedy. And with Bullet in the Head that was definitely him sort of saying like look it's all very well and good because like he sparked a revolution in the hong kong action film cinema so everyone was kind of ripping him off and he's like listen i layer all my films with intense sentiment and like because the thing is like you got to look at it like this like peggy dies and it messes up uncle lung um kit dies and now that baby is going to grow up without a father yeah there's Um, some serious consequences There's serious stuff in this film although maybe they all have twin brothers Depth. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that was like a one, and that was like, "How do we get ourselves out of this corner? We, we can't need not... to get Chao yun Fat back into this movie." Yeah, <laughs> ah, he's a brother, twin brother in New York City, who makes fried rice that's really good. It's believable. Um,
2: so, so yeah. So
0: bullet in the head was sort of his response of like, I can
2: definitely see um, John Woo's influence on like Albert Pion like the, those yeah. films that we watched where mm-hmm. it's just the endless, heavy. endless bullets yeah. and
0: and style and like
2: guys wearing trench coats and sunglasses
0: mm-hmm. and, and yeah, shooting yeah i mean like that's the thing like, like two smgs kind um of a- john woo's influence is all over the 90s like it's just like the 90s like even in lethal weapon i think it was three or two all of a sudden mel gibson is using two handguns at once yeah in a scene and i guess that wasn't in... done before john Woo no films, john right? Woo was the first because it doesn't and make I'm any talking sense about, like the the golden video game that we all grew
2: up with it was and 95. that was like the, the two ballers yeah when you can get those
0: mm-hmm. sweet i didn't grow up with it i was a playstation kid One we had those. metal gear solid, solid man the first video game with a plot like an actual plot that makes sense and was twists and turns like solid and snake and all that yeah Come so good and liquid snake and Revolver Ocelot oh, and that, Psycho uh, Mantis the, the creator
2: behind that what's his Hojima
0: name Kojima Kojima or something I no don't
2: know. no 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 it's like Takashi something like that yeah. he's, he's awesome by
0: the way yeah he's also a bit of a weirdo though yeah he is a weirdo but like when he, he had this female character wear like next to nothing on screen and everyone was criticizing him. he's like when you find out why the reason why she wears nothing you're gonna be so ashamed and it turns out because she breathes through her skin <laughs> and drinks through her skin so that's why she's always showering in it and it's just but sort of it's like, like mm-hmm. that's just a
2: contrivance to get her mm-hmm. to wear Mm -hmm.
0: and he was like "Mm, aren't you ashamed and everyone's like no (laughs) you just thought up a really lame way to have this character naked Um, so anyways long story short yeah uh, Lillian what are your final thoughts on A Better Tomorrow Part 2
1: yeah it was uh, action packed I liked the drama in it it kind of made everything make sense I guess kind of everything make it pliable in a way pliable uh Believable, I guess. It
0: it gave it gave it It a weight, an emotional weight to the action.
1: I guess. Um,
2: Even some of the like the little plot holes, we were like, why don't why don't they just talk talk to the cops about this? They're all undercover police officers. The
0: bad guys called the cops on them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. apparently. Yeah. So yeah, it was just these guys who took it upon themselves to protect each other, and they were faced with a lot of other. uh, They were outnumbered and. They st- yeah, it was it was good. It was a lot of action, and I liked that it was kind of incorporated throughout the action. It was like boom, 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 boom. It's good.
0: Yeah, it was more action heavy than Tiger on the Beat for sure. And like that's the like the true thing. Like I kind of joked earlier on when we were watching. Ended it, a little the,
2: similar to Tiger on the Beat, I thought too, along just with the with the warehouse crazy. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
0: But there's no dueling chainsaw fight. Although my dad no, commented no, no, no. on our our Instagram page. He's like, I bet that. Because I, I, on our Instagram account, I posted a photo of uh, one of the guys holding a chainsaw. And my dad commented, it doesn't look like he's wearing WSIB approved clothing for that. And Jeez. I'm like, he's Your dad is right. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Good old Graham Sr. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I mean, that's the thing. Like The, the emotional core of this film is what kind of like grounds it a little bit, oh, despite the over the topness. Yes, kids. We,
2: we forgot how Cha Young Fat frequently, aka Ken, breathes in the flame of his oh, Zippo yeah. lighter. He's got a
0: lighter that he just sort of like inhales because he doesn't and it's does the he weirdest thing. No no, no, no. no. He, does. he, he just does. He puts yeah, it's like yeah, a little thing that he does, You're right, he that does. He
1: does. When, before just before go time. He, put, like, he, he puts matches he in his
0: mouth but at
2: other times he, he Cause, lights cause his little matches big lighter. In his, well
0: that's that's I think differentiating him from his brother because Mark's thing was hey, I keep a match stick in my mouth whereas he just breathes he the fire. breathes in the fire from the lighter. It's ridiculous. gives me fire in my lungs to give me the strength to keep fighting. I think that
2: would like burn the tip of your tongue and your lips at the same time. Whatever ah,
0: he's you know. Not
2: if you're, he... Not if you're young fat ass. Even if you're a badass, but you just you're so badass it doesn't it show. Doesn't it doesn't badass. show.
3: No. No. He's kinda yeah. like a solid poker face. Mm-hmm. Like, like
2: Vigo Mortensen putting
0: out the cigarette on his tongue in Eastern Promises. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, why would you ever do that in your life? That would just be like I bet his character like five seconds later is like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Like, like oh, that I'm would so hurt. Cool. That would definitely oh my sting. God. <laughs>
0: Like I'm just going to step outside right now. Ah! <laughs> what was that sound? Nothing. Well, I didn't hear nothing. Well, oh, you, you cat. Yeah, I kicked the cat, sorry guys. So, yeah, it's uh I dig this film quite a bit. Obviously, I've had it in, for like 20 you, years. You say now. this one is better than a Better Tomorrow the first. You know what, I haven't seen the first one in in years. Uh, critically, everyone kind of prefers the original Better Tomorrow just because there's a like it, this, it doesn't this, have to do with
2: contrivances. Like, there's a secret twin they're, brother. They're, yeah,
0: yeah there is, there's a lot of contrivances in this film. Like they, they worked really hard. Also, like we said in the intro, they cut 56 minutes out of this. And apparently a lot of it were scenes between... Because you don't really get... Like, once um, Ken and Uncle Lung get back to Hong Kong, it's just go, 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 go. Um, go. Now, we're, now we're No fighting. breathing. Yeah. And apparently there were, like, a lot of scenes between uh, Ken... And Ho, because like that's the thing, like the the emotional crux of the first movie was Ken and Ho or Mark and Ho's friendship and how even when Ho decided to turn against the triad that like had provided them with money and stuff, Mark went with him because he was his best friend and loved him. And when Ho wanted to not like exploit his younger brother's status in the police force, Mark also backed him up. So that's the thing. Like it's you, you kind of don't have those strong emotional moments. You have it to a degree between Kit and and Ho in this. Um, there's no good resolution to the um, to the Jessica and Kit story. Like even before. Like, she, like, I kind of felt there needed to be a beat where, like, he eventually kind of, like, comes clean to her about everything, but he really doesn't, and I think that might have been cut oh, out as right. well. I mean, I guess... Oh, no,
1: I understood that he, she was already kind of in the loop, that this is his... his she'll be in the loop this afterwards, is his, least, This is his yeah. gig, like, he goes undercover, and this is the and then shit he dies has to do. And and that's his gig,
2: that's, that's that's what he does, know, he gets shot
1: she, in the line I of duty, he and he dies. I think he kind of filled her in as much as he could, I think she was kind of prepared...
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just speculating here. I don't she know what was almost cut had out.
2: zero character. Though, to be okay. honest with you, there's no, not much <laughs> character development with the Jessica character. She's yeah. just like kind She's of present, ...trill, upset wife, pregnant wife, um, giving birth wife, and that's it.
0: Yeah. So whereas in the in the first one there's a there's a lot more of a three dimensionality to her. So with well, that being said I don't know if this is the better film I I enjoyed it more because of that end shootout because it was just bonkers and awesome and granted that's probably like 20 year old me talking but you know 20 year old me liked this kind of stuff he's a pretty cool guy
1: and 20 year old you was alright right
0: yeah right? Uh, of sucks <laughs> he would be like man you're living in an abandoned video store I mean maybe living in an abandoned video store
2: well one of us is one maybe us living is.
0: in a, <laughs> an abandoned video store ignore the thing that says graham's hot plate on it um <laughs> uh but yeah no no, no. so 20 year old me liked this movie and 34 year old me oh god i'm so old likes this movie as well um so yeah i uh big thumbs up for me i dig it i think chao Young fat just oozes so much charm in everything he's in are there any films that 20 year old graham
2: really enjoyed that 34 year old graham is like no oh yeah what 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 are those films i'm curious Mm, Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back. Oh, okay. I think
0: we're all on that page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's so good.
2: Oh. Blunt man. <laughs> Hilarious.
0: Oh. oh, they're talking about internet commenters. This is so funny. It's so good. There's Mark Hamill. Oh, and he's got a lightsaber. Oh, it's so funny. The oh. soundtrack's amazing. Afro I know. Man. Afro Man. Oh, Afro Man. I forgot all about Stroke him. Nine. <laughs> that band is great. Oh, man. So funny.
2: Yeah, 20 year old Graham said, Oh, man, a lot.
0: Yeah, oh, man.
2: <laughs> Is that the only one, though? Jay and Silent Bob? There's, the there's, there's
0: got to be some other okay. stuff I don't like anymore. Oh, uh, whatchamacallit, the drug movie? Um, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream. Really? When I watched it again recently? I haven't watched it um, in like in probably my 15 30s years. Since. Oh, it's bad. It's Is very it? bad. You're just like, you guys are idiots. You guys are
2: stupid. Because I watched it. A-
0: corn, so, tasty corn. Apologies, folks. Uh, our battery just died on us, but uh, we're just going to wrap this up right now. So yeah, twenty-year-old Graham, not a fan of Rec or thirty-four-year-old Graham, not a fan of Rec Room for a dream. I actually found that while I was still in my twenties when I, I was like twenty-six. I haven't seen it
2: since my twenties, I think right I still again, own that let film. Because. But I mean, it's got some good performances by Ellen Bernstein and 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 Jared Leto. And it, come it, on, Marlon Wayans. A little, it's a little
0: too early two thousands. Like Jennifer Connelly. Connelly, yeah. Yeah, Connolly. come on. She's they're all good just, in it, right? Just, just it's 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 so early two thousands. You shouldn't be hurts. doing heroin and you shouldn't be taking diet pills. It's like watching. It's like when, you know when, when you, you know when you see something. That yeah, you, I
2: saw that at my first year of university, and so it was. Did I profound at the time. I'd never seen any film like that.
0: Granted, that being said, another film I saw at that same time was Mulholland Drive and that film only continues to get better. That Mulholland Drive is still good. I've yeah. seen it recently. It's It, it holds it, up it, a thousand it whips, percent. It whips ass. So that being said, we all liked... A better tomorrow part 2 full of face-offs just like the John Woo film Face Off starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and Kelly Preston it was because Kelly n- Preston n- not a good movie. To be honest, Gina okay. Gershon Gina yeah, Gershon.
1: Yeah, she plays Travolta's wife.
0: Why
3: damn? No, no, it's um Joan Allen who plays Travolta's wife.
1: <gasps> You're right. Who plays his daughter?
3: Ah, uh, the actress who was in The Lolita, the yes. second adaptation of oh, Lolita. Oh, is it Dominic um, Swain?
0: Yes, yeah, that's Yeah. Her. yeah. Most recently seen in the film Shark and Saw, Women's Prison she Massacre. Probably
1: plays his wife in real life and something. I mean, I know they in real life. In, I mean, in, in, real, in, in a movie, and something.
0: Probably like some late 90s thriller that sucked.
3: Oh, yeah, she she played Tom Cruise's fiance who dumps him in Jerry Maguire. She's actually just because they're both, science, they're both Scientologists.
0: Mm. Let's not bring that up. I don't need that stuff coming down on our heads. Does I that, mean, the religious freedom for all oh ron Hubbard wrote good books kind of
2: we, we're all filled with phaetons. we're we're not mm-hmm. clear at all we're the
0: opposite of clear this is what this podcast hey, is hey, hey, Zino. Zino. <laughs> oh god they're coming we for us we all need to
3: be audited
0: we shall audit you for the glory of xeno <laughs> hey did, did, Where john did Wu, Wu, that come from did john will also do
2: broken arrow or am I- he did broken he did, arrow yeah. and he also did Mission broken Impossible arrow was too. Terrible.
0: Yeah, it, it didn't. That's not the movie it at didn't. the time. Oh when my I was at age, Yeah,
2: <laughs> I remember not yeah. liking it at the time. That was with uh, Christian Slater. Christian too, Slater. Because right? like,
0: at the time, I was like, "It's awesome," and then I watched it uh, actually in university when I was like catching up on all the John Woo films, and I'm like, "It's terrible." <laughs>
3: um, so yeah. Also, Hard Target, his American debut with I, Maltaire, I Jean-Claude Van Damme. Thing, never, never
0: seen I, it. I disliked Hard Target when I first saw it. But now I have grown to love that film so much. Oh future he, episode of DBV. He rides on a surf. Well, we haven't dipped back into the van dam well since our very first episode. I'm we saving something. I think there very, should be a very van Damme special. One. There will be a... there will be a Van Damme something, we might if be doing. Van with
3: a Cajun accent. The same with I know. Wilford Brim. I love how that's Cajun how they, accent. how
0: they. I know when Wilford was, was calling oh, the girl God. Cher, I was like, "Come on!" Like I'm trying to imagine a Van Dam
2: is already heavily accented. <laughs> that's it's just as his, a it's, Brussels, just his but... a,
0: it's just his accent, but he says he's Cajun. That's how he covers it up. It's like, oh, I see. It's I like see. in Double Impact when the when he's just like, "You mean I wasn't born in France?" And it's like that doesn't explain why you talk that way <laughs> you're just Jean-Claude Van Damme so anyways on that note of glorious Jean-Claude Van Damme our film next week is a secret what is Ooh. it? because I haven't figured it out yet so well yeah. let's contact the Vija board don't you have the Vija board says ask again later oh yeah please try
1: again
0: please try again it's, it's kind of like the magic eight ball but they've got they've got that on the Vija board it, it's a it's a different edition parker brothers
2: came out with this yep. in, the, in the late 90s yeah,
0: yeah. this chance is
1: a chance card
2: yeah there are chance cards involved. it could be it's probably and it's, community it's, chest, oddly enough which mm-hmm. doesn't make much sense given the uh, dimensions of the Bejeweled board
0: but it won't be a film from hong kong because we've done two hong kong films because i realize we haven't done any kung fu films yet like straight kung fu films Gram, but
2: graham's won a few um, beauty pageants according to the cards from the game so
0: sure um it, it, probably, it won't be from Hong Kong because we've done two Hong Kong films. It might be from Japan. It could be from Korea. It Korea, might be haven't visited Taiwanese. Korea we did we did the Olympics. We did um,
2: Olympics. Shout out to Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang uh, going on. My favorite uh, rapper. Yeah, Pyeongchang. I feel like we should do a Korean movie if if the okay. ghosts will
0: allow it. Well, well, we'll I'll look it up. We might some really dinky Korean rom com is oh, what we, I prefer. We might do what's a the, uh,
2: what's the Korean rom com? My sassy
0: girl. You, my sassy girl, which got made as a Nepalese film, then as a. Uh, as a in, uh, Hindi film and then it got remade in North America and it just went nowhere who did it star I think like Elijah Christina Ricci K- no Elijah Cuthbert, Cuthbert oh C- Cuthbert. Cuthbert whatever her name is anyways we'll figure it out so until then I've been Phil I have been Kitty
1: and I've been Lil
0: and I've been Graham. This has been Death by Video. Please be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Death by Video Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Death by Video Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Death by Video Podcast as well. And for all updates and stuff, uh, you can choose an email at podcast at gmail.com. Please Thanks do. again, guys. Thank you so, so much. We love you. Good night and good luck.
6: Soy 從 in a seeking bindi all Y 放放乾清今日我与你有诗兼并 chim